Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light and want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at Resonant Truth. Today on the Zulkin Count is called Yellow Self-Existing Star, and it is the fourth day of the Red Serpent Wave Spell, and it is the Lunar Moon Day 12, and it is a portal day, and we are in the portal stream of the Red Serpent Wave Spell. This is the third of ten portals. And by the time you hear this, it'll be Red Overtone Moon. And I want to tell you that that is my exact antipode day. And so if you were to hear the podcast on that day, the best case scenario would be that you would find it so balancing and that I was this perfect, my voice and thoughts was this beautiful balancing I would just complete the day (laughs) or adversely you could be like I just can't listen to Lisa today I just you know she pushes me to the edge every time and she's just pushed me over the edge I do not want to deal with this because I'm the opposite and I uh am anticipating having an experience myself on my exact opposite day that could be balancing and challenging either both especially in the lunar moon which is all about either and both but I hope you understand by now I'm really fixated on how we can each of us identify our antipode tribe which is always the opposite finger or toe and overcome seeing it as ah it's so hard it's my challenge I don't get along with that and discover that really it's the thing that balances you and that yeah you know it's just like the other wing so that you can be part of something that's in flight all right well I'm really happy to podcast and anyone who knows how erratic I am can celebrate that it's probably early by some standard like I might probably have podcasted tomorrow but I'm kind of lonely and I'm so extremely busy that this is an opportunity to get a podcast up and then I may be a wall again I am bearing down on my mother's 80th birthday my mother's a blue solar eagle she's turning 80 on blue spectral eagle and my mom is the only other person in my family 
who follows this calendar. So I'm just letting you know, trying to do something for her. (laughs) It's taking everything I have uh, to get my house ready for a party. So uh, Red Serpent is really, it's creating a lot of (laughs) trepidation in me. I'm on air because finally in uh, California we're getting the heat that people have been dealing with all summer in other parts of the United States and I suppose around the world and it's it's just terrifying to me looking at forecasts where everything is 10 degrees higher than the most extreme you know for me where I live 90 is absolute max of extreme heat and it's going to be 100 on Monday I don't even know what that's like you know adding 10 degrees to the hottest that you've experienced somewhere I mean it just seems like a lot Uh, and I looked at weather forecasts for other places I've lived and it's like 112 and 114 And I just don't remember, I used to live places that got to like 108, but I just, how do you even deal with that? So I think that's super red serpent, my fear about it, like survival, like that's, this is definitely apocalyptic stuff where you're just like, wait, we're going to just be hot. This is going to be the new norm. How do we adjust to that? How do we survive? So my red serpent, um, reptilian self is just like yeah this does not feel right and kind of alternately I don't know if there's anything more to say about that actually (laughs) just freaked out and it feels red serpent like you're just you divinity with all your fate are pushing in on my basic needs for survival it's not just me I'm like oh here we go again with humanity cooking itself right off this planet because I live right by the water and I'll be fine I live across the street from the San Francisco Bay I can always go get in it but I just get so sad about uh, when it's not that easy for a bunch of people I may not have mentioned this, but at the beginning of the wave spell, which was only a few days ago, in San Francisco Bay, there is a red uh, bloom of algae. I don't know. I mean, it it looks red. Not to my eye, but other people see it. So I guess that's why it's called red. Red algae, red serpent. But it, it killed all these fish. They conservatively estimate that 10,000 fish died last week it's like a holocaust of fish death and they're all like coming up on the shore you know dead big big fish three feet fish on the shore on the beach that felt really red serpent although I always argue that red serpent is a time of surviving I just fish on a beach is as close as I'm going to get to a lot of exposure of snakes and I just was like you know dead animals it's never easy Uh, 
So Red Serpent, it sort of is in that nexus of life, death stuff. Um, and I guess by that, I mean that um, you think about things simplistically, not intellectually. So I'm reacting to death and uh, threats to health from a pretty physical place. Just like, I don't like how that feels physically. I feel threatened. And there's a whole, you know, a lot of uh, an array of things that be, be, can be coming up in the Red Serpent portals. But uh, I just want to stick with that these days. Like first and foremost, I think Red Serpent pushes us into anxiety around our survival, fear for ourselves and our safety. And that 10, 20 years ago when I started following the calendar, I feel like the world just wasn't in such a pre-apocalyptic, nameably pre-apocalyptic state that you could just be like, it's a sexy time. It's going to be fun in bed. Uh, it's really shifted. And by the way, you know, like what happened in the middle of my Mayan sojourn that started in the Gregorian year 2000 in February. Here we are uh, 22 years later and right in the middle was December 21st, 2012 which was the Mayan calendars whatever end. So really like before that you could think of Red Serpent the wave spell as kind of a great time to be like a snake and be live and feel everything on your skin like sensitized and then after that day it started immediately capitulating to like oh I don't know if I'm gonna make it on this planet so I guess the Mayan prophecy was real um only the third of the portal days I just want to recap kind of significant American um, political synchronicity. Yesterday was Donald Trump's Mayan birthday. That would be th Thursday. No, I don't know what day it is. I think Friday. Friday was that one. And then Thursday was Biden's. He was White Lunar World Bridger and he gave this big speech on his Mayan birthday. And I didn't listen to it, but I get the gist that he just really laid it on the line and named Trump as a dark negative influence against democracy and so like I guess you know Joe Biden just like had it in him on his Mayan birthday to just really speak his truth and be himself I say be authentic he was authentically himself that day and uh you know, he's probably never given a presidential speech address, evening address meant for the audience of the Amer American people on his Mayan birthday before. I'll check that. But uh, it's a big deal in terms of just like, wow, I wonder what Joe Biden's doing today. Well, he's fully available for us to bear witness on his Mayan birthday. And then, you know, his near twin, Donald Trump, uh, yesterday, nothing really happened. You know, the only question is whether Donald Trump's had a hard time leading up to his Mayan birthday because he's getting busted for his 
security breaches. And so like, will that all rinse away now? Is he back in his power? Is it his time to shine because his Mayan birthday came? I mean, that's a consideration. And then just once again, in terms of their similarity, born only a day apart, even though it was in different years, they're both of Red Serpent, the wave spell. You know, your Mayan birthday exists within a wave spell, and that wave spell surround is important to who you are, massively important, more important than I can talk about on a podcast. You know, I'm happy to talk to you about that in a session because it's specific to you. Like, let's look and see what, you know, the role is of this surrounding wave spell you're born into. I was born in the Blue Eagle wave spell. I'm totally in my head and um, super intellectual. Like, I have, like, gifted intelligence and I'm also always floating out of my body and I'm always looking at the big picture. I'm always making inquiries of people about the big picture of their life. You know, I'm not surface. I'm not good at chit chat. I want to know like the largesse of your psyche. Uh, So I didn't learn that until a few years ago that I should be paying attention to what part I play in the wave spell I was born into. And, And then I fell in love with the blue eagle and was you know interested like well this is odd i'm from his wave spell what does it all mean so this red serpent wave spell i mean let's just do a very quick analysis of these two old men knowing that they're from the red serpent wave spell i mean donald trump does survive everything everything you throw at him he survives And I mean, paradoxically, so does Joe Biden. He wanted to be president and he ran to be president. You know, I remember him being um, in the preliminary parts of presidential campaigns, you know, a decade or more ago. Like he tried and failed and tried and failed and, and then he succeeded. And that just seems like the most epic red serpent. Like, yep. You know, he just—he didn't disappear. He survived on a really elemental level, and so they both have that. They're enduring, and uh, I would say kind of youthful. I mean, it's kind of such a perverse way of thinking of Trump. He's super immature. He's like a big baby, but for how he eats and how much rage he holds, he's really uh, tenacious physically, and so is Biden. And Biden isn't just tenacious because he's an old man who's still around. I mean, I really admire that he overcame having a stuttering problem. I always find that moving, having my dad's best friend when I was growing up um, stuttered. And it was, it's terrifying when you're a kid, but then you start to just like grow into such massive empathy. He was a neurologist. He was like a brilliant MD and he couldn't talk. So anyway... That's an aside, but Joe Biden, he overcame that. By the way, he also overcame all of this fucking trauma of death. And he is death. He is white lunar world bridger. His uh, Mayan like astro- astrological label of being the challenge of death is just 
completely what he's had to endure as a human and and still he survives people around him younger people have died and he has survived I really love him I mean I'm super diehard you know team democrat (laughs) team democracy and I'm going to just be grateful to anyone who's not from the other side but I also just feel like any older gentleman who's been through what Biden has been through uh, I just have a lot of respect and admiration and it's a grandfatherly uh, like I'm going to go ahead and uh, cite this as an elder worthy of my respect okay so now you know we just had to push through that the particular part of the Zulkin we're in is just epicentric to our politics you cannot deny that if we just pass through the two people who were in the last election and just as likely to be in the next one it's worth talking about uh where are we in this lunar moon well I'm kind of bouncing around I think I'd rather just cover the portals first and then we'll go to the lunar moon the portal days uh they just are higher energy higher frequency and I think the portals are taking us inward partly because of the whole mercury retrograde thing which is happening today the third of September is considered I guess when the real retrograde begins and uh, I love it because once we get into the retrograde and your expectations of things going smoothly and communication being easy or even available like I feel like I'm getting ghosted and so that's okay because that's very very mercury retrograde you know someone was there and and then they're not and I don't know why and uh you have to just like trust the space of the retrograde where things are going backwards I'm whoops you know I thought we were going in this direction but now I feel like I'm back where we started before we started it's just me and I I do feel sad about that but I'm also kind of caught sort of spellbound by how real the retrograde is it's just like a holiday to me kind of like a you know a demanding holiday but what holiday isn't demanding in our culture so like the retrograde is a demanding holiday that I celebrate just ask a lot of us like we have to let go and surrender and then we can deal with like well this doesn't work this thing that was working now doesn't work or you know I haven't gotten a phone call in two days Um, the interruptions of kind of regularity and ease also become rarefied it's like a vacation isn't it to not be doing what you normally do or able to do easily sounds a lot like being you know in Hawaii or something where you're just like oh you know what I don't even use my phone when I'm on vacation oh we have no service you know like suddenly you become liberated and retrograde is so much that it's super awkward in the beginning and the part I don't like about it is when I mean this is part of why I'm podcasting is to talk about it it's just it's hard for me when there are people that don't 
know or care. And I don't mean like, uh, I just wish we could talk about it, that other people would be informed enough that you could commiserate or support each other through your difficult communications because everyone's like, yeah, it's retrograde. I have friends and even an aunt where, you know, it's just like so written into our code when it's retrograde that everyone is on board and it's really special. So I'll be that to you and you can be that to me. The portals, I don't, I guess I don't really know what to say about that. I, I just want to once again make the public service announcement to you about me that I am enduring a supercharged last gasp of trying to get my house ready to host a party. And so every day is a portal to me because I'm all, what? I have to get this done by six days from now whoa there'll need to be a portal for me to get through this like wall of work that's enough about that the portals um the lunar challenge is very related to uh the retrograde because i would say that the lunar tone already takes us into that place of well this is an easy <laughs> I can see how challenging and difficult life is right now. That our inclination is to sort of see what is challenging and name it. And lunar people, I think, tend to position themselves always in the opposition. Like they're going to offer what you don't. So if you say, oh no, it's raining, they'll say, I love rain. And if you say, oh yay, it's raining, they'll go, oh come on, I had plans today for the sun. I mean, in other words, it's just like, if you're yes, they're going to tilt no, and if you're no, they're going to suggest yes. And uh, I find that super annoying. It's contrarianism, uh, but it's innate, not all the time with every lunar person, but I just really see that that's part of the dynamic of being lunar. So in the lunar tone for 28 days, you might feel kind of contrarian. And maybe in yourself, I'm pulled away from people of necessity right now. I can like just go round and round in my own head, like, I don't like this. Well, you know, but you could like it. And then back to, but it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's as if I am offering all this levity and argumentativeness to myself. Because again, the contrarianness isn't pointing things out to be a bitch. It's pointing out the other side of things. So we're living that right now. But we're also in our 13 moon wave spell. And in the second moon, yes, for 28 days, we deeply explore the lunar tone and we're going to learn all these nuances. But at the heart it is of the tone is the question, what is my challenge? And it's not like, how, why is life challenging? It's what is my challenge? I already told everyone on air what my challenge is. And, you know, it's kind of fading. Like I said, I've been ghosted to a degree. And I, 
I see that as super retrograde specific and lunar being pulled apart. That's part of the lunar tone, blah, blah, blah. But I still remember in the heart of it and the tangle of that, like feeling love or in love, you know, was all my memories and fear and sensibility you know you learn from your experiences you learn from your lessons and like yeah I don't it just seems really really difficult to enjoy uh, partnering with someone it just seems like they're the downside is just uh, the whole history the whole nexus of failed relationships that preceded it people can be like well you didn't fail if you learned something well I've had some pretty highly structured failures of uh romantic relationships so uh, that's my challenge and you know part of the lunar tone is pulling things apart and getting space starting to wedge space in there so I'm getting space it would seem in my dating scenario and that's what I'm calling it it's like a euphemism in my dating scenario I get space so that I can um, sort of sort out shadow and light do you have something like that going on? I'm trying to like tantalize everyone with like a sort of soap opera-esque travails and tales from my, you know, tentative love life, which I'm, you know, I'm not right now currently optimistic that I called that, although I did call that in the lunar moon, this thing could just disappear. Um, and maybe in the lunar moon, you get psyched, at, you know, like that. Ah, it seems like it's disappearing nope it didn't disappear I mean who who knows we're just in it I I know that on the in the third week in the west which will start on Tuesday all of this stuff is going to start to really pop the lunar challenge is it's going to be exponential we're going to be uh, at the end of the portals no, that's not true. We're going to be in the heart of the portals. The portals will continue, you know, into the a good chunk of the third week in the West. And, you know, I think we get ravaged by the portals by the end and the retrograde and everything. I mean, it seems like it'd be super explosive. And that in my life leads right into a party with like 16, 80 year olds. Um, but what is my challenge for this whole year not every day for the year but like what is the underscored challenge that illustrates the obstacle in me for this year's journey the obstacle can also be outside of us but it the journey is about transforming our inside so that our outside world like reflects new growth we get liberated within and then our lives are liberated and so the challenge that we face in the lunar moon is an internal obstacle that is manifesting outside of us and it's it's an interesting bold moment i'm going to tie it all together beautifully by saying for a lot of us, our inner obstacle is what is happening on planet Earth to our species, and not just our species, but the rot situation of our reckoning is what is hurting a lot of us inside. 
and it's really hard to bounce back and be like, I'd love to date or, you know, I'm free and happy. Like, I don't find that reasonable. To me, that's insane. What's real or um, sort of transparent to me is just like, yeah, I would love to fall in love and share love and be love. But it's going to need to be in a situation that can also hold the pain that I experience about what happens in the world that is extreme and how humans panic in the face of of extreme change, which is a perfect red serpent summation. We are in our reptilian brains and we don't like extreme change in that state. It's not comfortable. Like intellectually, a yellow human can find extreme change reminiscent of other extreme change and remind themselves of the lessons that are learned and the tools they can use to get through it. But when we're in our reptile state, it's just too hot. There's no like, oh, this is interesting. Let me intellectualize the heat demand. It's just too hot. And it's too hard for our bodies. And it makes me so sad if I drop in to the actual snakes, although I'm not really a snake person, I don't know what to say about them, but you know, the fish that die and the other ways that um, this heat taxes all the animals and the droughts and the fires that will come. It's just really hard. I don't, you know, I guess I'm just saying this like to the dating pool. Like I just don't want to be so in love that I forget about the suffering on earth. I just feel like that's selfish. Nor do I want to just suffer. I want it all. I want to fall in love and be in love and be aware that this is a this is a hard age for humanity and we brought it on ourselves. It's the end of the world. That's what the Maya said. I'm Lisa Starr. I am another yourself. And Mayan we say, Inakesh. <laughs>